I think that one of the best things that we can do as parents for our children is to, when we screw up, go in there and take responsibility for it and just say, listen, you know, I had a bad day. Mommies and daddies make mistakes also. And I yelled at you when it wasn't really your fault. And I'm sorry. This week, a wife wants some parenting advice because her husband is being too critical. Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in. Stay tuned. Are you running out of date ideas? Let us help. The Hitched Wine Club is the only wine club created for couples and includes exclusive date ideas that will help you and your spouse stay connected. Membership starts at less than $30 a month and provides exceptional, award-winning wines from around the world. These aren't the wines that you'll find at your local retailer. It's like getting date nights delivered to your doorstep every month. And these are just some of the membership benefits. Find out more by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Gift options are also available. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com, and I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It's so nice to be with you. It's always great to have you on. Um, We get these letters and questions from uh, couples all the time. And the today's topic uh, comes from a wife um, because she is a little frustrated that her husband is constantly critical of her parenting skills. So, um, you know, a lot of emphasis, just kind of like marriage in general, a lot of emphasis is always put on the very beginning stages of things. So when we talk about marriage, it's it's about weddings and newlyweds, uh, but it never really goes much further beyond that. And so today I kind of wanted to talk about um, not so much new parents, but existing ones who continue to argue. Um, when I mean, we know that parenting adds stress or can add stress at least. Uh, to a marriage, uh, but when you ha- have maybe two or three kids um, and you continue to argue and you just feel like you're constantly being undermined, uh, where where should the couple begin to resolve their parenting conflict, Karen? Well, you know, it's interesting, see, because you say that we know that it's a problem at the beginning of the marriage, but the truth of the matter is that it, it does create a problem throughout the marriage. Um, I, I'm sure that we've discussed this at some point, that as much of a blessing as children are, it is also the period um, of the most marital dissatisfaction as you're raising children because of the stress. And generally, we talk about you know that you just don't have enough time and you're tired and the financial burden, but certainly um, the added burden of not agreeing in how you're raising the children or when the children play, you know, one against the other or, um, you know, when there are um, different ways of, you know, how each parent thinks something should be resolved is going to be a major stressor in a relationship. Now, in, in a perfect world, 
um, these concepts should have been discussed before you had children. Sure. Uh, you know, about how do you want to raise the children, you know, how do you um, think this should be handled and that should be handled. But, you know, now let's get to reality, which is that it's not. Um, you know, and I think in part because you don't really know what it's going to be like to raise children. So you don't, you can't possibly anticipate all the things that are go going to come up. Um, so, you know, the answer is, um, I, I think the best answer is to say that you're going to talk about the concept, you know, as issues come up, but I would like to see parents um, come up with the basic idea that we're going to talk about this um, together, a, okay. a, a team mentality. And let's say, and this is pretty common, when one parent takes on more of the parenting burden because, you know, there's a lot of reasons for this, but a, a, a common typical one is the other spouse's, uh, their job has them out of the house more than the other spouse and so the one who's home is the one that takes on more of that responsibility of parenting uh does that entitle that parent who's doing more of that parenting uh does that entitle them to more of an opinion of the parenting methods um you know the only extreme example that i can think of is if you've got one parent who's deployed and that parent is basically just not there for an extended period of time. And we have lots of research about when um, deployed, you know, military come back in, that they really have to readjust to a family that's been existing without them, um, that has learned to basically manage without them. And they've got to come back into the family fold. And that there's a lot of work that has to be done about that. Other than that, I would say no. Um, you still have your basic values. You still have your basic uh, ways of the way you want things done. Now, when it gets down to the little nitty-gritty of, you know, I told Johnny that he could watch, you know, this TV show today, uh, even though that we don't believe in, uh, you know, TV except on the weekends. There are some parents who believe that. So let's just go with that as an example. Okay. Um, so yes, I told Johnny he could watch TV today because, you know, you've been on the road for a week traveling. And, you know, even though you came in today and, and we basically agreed with that, you don't know what happened this week and, he, you know, there were certain circumstances and blah, blah, blah. You know, so that kind of a thing, I would say, you're not going to necessarily be able to agree on every dotted I and cross T. But I think that just because one parent is the one who is orchestrating um, the or dosing out the daily uh, running of the parenting, it should still be where both parents have pretty much decided what the basic game plan is. Okay. And you know, a lot, and you actually brought this up toward the beginning of uh, kids getting wise and, and pitting the parents against each other to get what they want. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, the mom says, no, you can't have that or, and then they, and so the, then they run to the, the dad and say, you know, can I watch this? Right. Um, how, how should a, a, a parenting team handle that type of a situation? Well, then, so they go to the mom, the mom says something, 
the kid now goes to the dad and the thing is the dad or the whatever whoever the second parent is knowing whether they're the first or the second son, have you asked your mom or have you asked your dad already what did they say mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to answering put it back on the kid and say you know have you already consulted with mom or dad and and what was the answer you got so that they're not put in the position of, you know, being, um, you know, put in the middle, so to speak, or being played, shall I say, by the child. But it's hard, you know, and you have to sort of um, know that you're going to do that. Now, the difficult thing is there are times when the parents aren't going to agree on certain things. Yeah. I'm not talking about major things, but sure. small things. And... You know, that's where it starts to get a little bit messy. I uh, Growing up, um, my, my parents had a, a rule that was if you ask one parent, that, mm-hmm. that is what goes. There is no if, – and, and well, if, if you ask a parent and they give you an answer um, and then you go and ask the other parent and mm-hmm. they find out about that, then I would get in trouble because okay. I should know better than to ask – the second parent after I've already been given an answer. Right. Okay. But you see, you had the second part. If if the parent finds out that you've asked the second parent or after they've already given you an answer, you get in trouble. Now, a lot of parents don't bring it to that. Um, so, you know, then there was a consequence for you. Sure. Um, but again, if a parent doesn't have that consequence in place, which I think was probably a good, uh, you know, a good thing to do. All the parent has to do is say, "Have you already asked, you know, mom, or have yeah. you already asked dad?" Um, because then that's really saying, you know, to the kid, um, you know, why are you asking me? That's another way of, of teaching the child. Yes. Don't, you know, don't come and ask me. But a lot of parents don't even stop to think that and say, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay for you to go." Play. And then mom comes out and says, I just told him he couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Now, and now they have a battle. So all you have to do is just stop for a second and think and say, you know, did you already ask mom or did you already ask dad? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of the a lot of the topics um, or a lot of the questions that kids will ask is the parents really don't care. You know, I don't I don't right. care if you go out and play right now. I, I have right. nothing on the calendar. And so they'll oftentimes just say. Well, ask your ask the your mother or your father uh, just to make sure that they don't need anything, but it's fine by me. Uh, right. So that's another type of situation that's right. that plays out. That's right. 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 Um, and so um, now, getting back to the original question here of the wife uh, being upset that her husband is constantly critical of her parenting skills, um, I'm going to tilt this on its ear a little bit and say, what if the husband does have a legitimate gripe about how his wife is parenting? Um, and for example, maybe he, maybe she really does have a short fuse. Um, that's really not the kid's fault. Maybe there's other things going on in her life that she's under an extreme amount of stress and she happens to be taking it out on the kids and he can see that. Uh, how should he approach that with his wife if he does have a legitimate parenting gripe? Well, I think it's a valid question. I think it's a valid possibility. And the only thing I'm going to change there, I'm going to expand it and say that either one of them has a has a parenting gripe with the other because yeah. it could okay. be you know, okay. that he had a bad day at work 
and he's taking it out on the kids. Um, I think that it has to be raised. Uh, the only thing I would say is to raise it privately. Never do it in front of the children because um, the children will then uh, follow suit. Um, they will, you know, use it against the parent. They will disrespect the parent. They will, it will undermine the parent. So I think that uh, it has to be brought up privately. This technique, and, it, and if people are consistently listening to our podcast, <laughs> oh my goodness, Karen doesn't really have all that many tools in her toolkit there. She just keeps doing the same thing over and over again. But the good news is you don't really have to learn that many tools, just learn the same one tool, which is basically to say, you know, I'm sure you didn't realize it, or I'm sure you've had a bad day, or, you know, maybe this just didn't occur to you. In other words, get the person off the hook. Because mm -hmm. you don't want them to, you know, feel all defensive and say, but when such and such happened, I, you know, I don't think that, you know, it came off as well as, you know, I, I know you can do. Or, you know, I think that it may not have gone off as well as you would have liked it to or whatever. You know, I remember there were times when exactly that situation happened to us. And my husband would come in and he would say, you know, Karen, he'd say, I really get that that the you know so and so just drove you totally crazy. I know I would have gotten crazy also. Okay, so he didn't judge me. He didn't make mm -hmm. me feel terrible. And then he'd say, "But when such and such happened, maybe if you had said it this way instead of so and so, it would have gone a little better." And once he at least said the first part, then I didn't feel so bad. And I said, "Yeah, you're right." You know. So it's really just a matter of not making the other the parent feel badly. Pointing out what the behavior was and then commenting on it, but not in front of the kids. Okay, and then and then reversing that. What about the 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 person who is being critiqued? How? Uh, what's the best way for them to to either accept or reject uh, that? Because it is it's also possible that the you know the in this case the husband comes in and he's being critical of the wife's parenting. And she is doing nothing wrong, and this is what she's always done, and it it works. Um, but he just doesn't like it. How should she respond if that is the case? Okay, here's the same tool. You know, I really get why you see it that way, especially given your background, um, or because of you know in your house there were ten kids, and you know order was needed. But I really think that. Uh, Johnny's really a good kid, and you know when I give him given him this kind of latitude, it's always worked in the past. Mm, okay. Again, validate uh -huh. or get sit off the hook, say it objectively, and then you know give your feelings. Or I really appreciate what you're saying to me. I know it's coming from a good place, but you know when you say da 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 da, it makes me feel so and so. And in the past, I know when I do this, it works. I love. That you brought up um, the, the the key phrase there for me was background because I think we forget sometimes that you know I grew up with a couple brothers uh, somebody else may, may have been an only child somebody else may have grown up with uh, ten siblings mm -hmm. and those dynamics and the parenting styles they were raised in shape and form who we are and what we think is right oh absolutely uh, <laughs> even though that may or may not be right or it could have been effective in that situation but may not be effective in this other situation and I think we we forget that sometimes um, as we get older that you know what there is more than one way to do certain things yeah and 
it, none of them may be wrong or right per se, um, but they could be different and learning to accept those differences. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I don't know that you're really asking me this right now, but this is where my mind went, so I'd like to uh, say it. Um, there is no such thing as being a perfect parent. Um, and I think that there are going to be times, I know there are going to be times where we're going to screw up. And I think that one of the best things that we can do as parents for our children is to, when we screw up, go in there and take responsibility for it and just say, listen, you know, I had a bad day. Mommies and daddies make mistakes also. And I yelled at you when it wasn't really your fault. And I'm sorry. And what that does is a couple of things. Number one, it lets the kid know that, you know, it's not on them. Mm -hmm. It's a good role model for a child to see that it's okay to apologize. Um, And, you know, it, it, it just allows for the thing to pass as opposed to, you know, again, it laying there on the child for them thinking that, you know, they really did something bad when in fact it wasn't their fault. Yeah. It demonstrates to the kid uh, a level of maturity uh, that they will then absorb. And then, as you said, uh, the kid isn't then continue carrying that burden with them thinking that they had done something wrong and we all know that kids are creative and have uh, wonderful imaginations and you don't want that being spent in a negative way uh, wondering why their parent is upset at them when there is nothing they could have done to change the situation exactly exactly um okay so we you know bringing this back to the core of what hitch does which is helps keep couples happy Mm -hmm. Um, We've been doing a lot of parenting talk. What can a couple do to keep their marriage strong uh, while they're working through their parenting philosophy and getting that stuff in order? What can they what can they do to make sure that, you know what, the kids, we're going to have that responsibility, uh, but we still need to remember um, that our marriage is what made this whole thing happen in the first place? Well, I think that, you know. We've so often spoken about having some time for yourselves, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but making sure there's time for the couple. Uh, it's, it's a good role model as well. And I think that when you spend that time, there should be basically two things that are off limits discussion about work and how, you know, work, whether it be work, work, or household work. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is kids. Um, the time that you're spending together should be on the two of you. Um, and that's how you keep it separate. Uh, that's not to say that there there may not be things that you need to talk about regarding the household or work situations or the children or family situations. But when you're spending time, the 15 minutes for the two of you, it should be for the two of you. And that helps you to keep, um, you know, the relationship alive. I, that's a great point. And I think this is um, a good reminder that, People should have hobbies. <laughs> uh, yes. People people should have uh, their own interests that aren't related to uh, the PTA and kids' soccer games. They should they should do things for themselves because that is uh, one of those things that you can then connect as an individual with your with your partner with um, that that is separate um which will help you grow as the kids get older and then they leave the house you're not left with this gigantic void of uh uh-oh i've done everything the last 18 years has been all about the kids and now i have nothing 
Exactly. Part of the way that you won't experience emptiness is to have your own interests and have interests in one another so that your whole life hasn't been about the children. So then when they leave, there is nothing for you. So you're absolutely right. The other part, you know, just sort of following up on that, the other part of preparing for empty nest is to make sure that your children are truly independent so that when they leave, they leave and that they're <laughs> coming back to you. Yeah, that is a that is a really great point. You're right. You're right. Um, which which is you know why you want to get these parenting skills in order so that they are uh, uh, you know mature enough and responsible enough to to lead their own lives once they have left. So, um, well, I think I, I hope this answers the uh, the listener's question. Um, I I think we did a pretty good job, and you of course delivered a very straightforward, easy to follow tips that hopefully will guide them in the proper direction. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Always nice to speak with you, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everyone, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She has a new program out called From Fight to Foreplay. Uh, You can get more information about that program at fromfighttoforeplay.com. That's that's all spelled out. Uh, You get a free CD, and it really, um, as we were talking today, uh, arguments are going to happen. It's, It's just the nature of being with somebody for a really long time Uh, it's going to happen but fortunately Karen's system will turn those negatives into a positive for you so uh, if you are struggling if you are having disagreements by all means please take two minutes out of your day and go to the website from fighttoforeplay.com and check it out Karen also has a couple books that she's written uh, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life she is also the co-author of Marriage Magic Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last Uh, you can get all this information on her other website drkarensherman.com we have a lot of this information up on our website hitchedmag.com you can follow us on all the social networks Uh, Karen is there as well Uh, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook we are on Tumblr, Google Plus, Pinterest Uh, so if you have any questions uh, you can hit us up on any of those networks Uh, if you have a specific topic you would like us to talk about on the podcast uh, click the uh, email us button on our podcast page um and we would, we would love to answer any questions you have. That's what we're here for. And if you like what you've been listening um, and you want to support the show, uh, please just give us a rating or leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher so that uh, other listeners find us. It, it helps uh, put us in a spotlight a little bit. So um, that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so much for your time, Karen. I love uh, our weekly chats, and I can't wait until next week. Okay, Steve. Take care. All right, you too. Take care, everybody. The world is ours tonight.